0: Salve, buongiorno, ascoltando a Good Old Natter. Hello, good morning, and you're listening to Good Old Natter. It's that time for a good old natter with Dan Parker.
1: Hello, and welcome to A Good Old Natter, the podcast all about life stories, career anecdotes, and all sorts. I'm your host, Dan Parker. In this episode of A Good Old Natter, I linked up on Zoom with Luba Mushtuk, Russian born professional dancer on Strictly Come Dancing. Luba talked to me about growing up in Russia, studying dance abroad in Italy, and life on the Strictly Come Dancing dance floor. Yes, yeah, sorry, couldn't resist. On with the podcast. Enjoy. Hello, Luba, hello and welcome to Good Old Natta. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
1: No, no, thanks for being here. Thanks for linking in on Zoom. <laughs> I should just say it's a shame that we can't meet in person to record this podcast because I was kind of hoping you'd be able to teach me a few ballroom dance moves.
0: Oh, uh, well, we're on Zoom. I can still show you some moves. Don't worry.
1: Oh, we can do that. We can, we can, do, can do it that. later on. I'm <laughs> oh, looking forward to it. Now, Luba, Klaus, do you think anyone can dance or is it a gift that certain people are born with? You know, you've either got it or you don't.
0: Um, I absolutely think anyone can dance. I think there is people who are more rhythmical and more natural in approaching the dancing. But I, I truly believe that if you really want, you can always do it.
1: Speaking for myself, I mean, I'm a person that has just no natural rhythm whatsoever. I mean, sort of dad dancing at discos is about as far as I can go. And I can remember my school days, we had to do dance lessons. And at the time, I was quite unfit and and a chubby kid. So I did struggle. Now in life, Mm -hmm. the the, the term size doesn't matter gets bounded about quite a lot. I understand for you, I think growing up in your teenage years, your height became an issue for you, didn't it?
0: Uh, Well, yes, 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 it did. Uh, When I was growing up uh, around, I think the age, you know, when like 13 or 14, you, I just grow up so quickly. And um, there was a big issue because I couldn't find any dance partner for my age. Uh, They was all, you know, too small. But actually, you know, when I was very, very young, I was about three years old. My mom really wanted me to do ballet. And because I'm from St. Petersburg, where uh, there is so many wonderful, um, the the biggest ballet schools, when she brought me there, the people who they actually can see from the structure of your bone, how tall you will be. So um, they told my mom that I will be too tall for a ballet she was very surprised because none of my family members are as tall as me so she she was very very surprised by that but they they didn't accept me to ballet school because at age of 3 they told me that I will be too tall and that's what happened
1: <laughs> and, and is it is it true that you had to audition <clears throat> with around 56 different partners
0: absolutely actually it's been one year where i was just having we call it tryouts so you, you meet with a with a partner and you you kind of try and see how you look together, how it feels to dance. And um, yeah, it was around, I think, 56 or 58 tryouts that I did. And uh, all of them was absolutely not working. So there was a point where I thought, well, maybe this is something that maybe it's a sign, maybe I shouldn't do it. But I still I kept going. And I kept um, pushing through this, let's say struggle. And then um, I was lucky enough to, to find a partner who was actually very same height as me. So I will wear a shorter heel Now we will try to do everything as possible to make it look look better.
1: And when he was having those initial struggles and you was getting those pushbacks and rejections from auditions I guess naturally because you're just ultimately trying to do what you love that must have had quite a tested mental strain on you.
0: Absolutely yes yes it did um, it was very hard to kind of accept it especially in that age where you know you, you're not you know that securing yourself yet you just you're just growing up and you're trying to find yourself and who you are and it, it was very hard but I was very lucky to have uh, people around me who who helped me and supported me and I pushed through it
1: and you spoke just now about the ballet in St Petersburg was it during yeah. that period when from an early age you just got a love of dance as well
0: well, actually, my love of dance came straight when I was, I think, born, because my brother was already, already dancing. I, since I remember myself walking, I remember that he will teach me a few moves when he comes back home, because I was always waiting for him to come back home from school so he can teach me a few new steps. So by the age of four, I already know all the basics because he was teaching me and um, I remember my first partner was seven years old and he was extremely embarrassed by my age. He was always saying just don't tell anyone that she's four. Don't tell anyone and I remember because I was so little and he was obviously much higher. My mom will like do a very high hair for me and I will have a higher heel. it was just an amazing memories but I, I the, the fell in love happened just so naturally for me I never... I never even even thought of, you know, choosing or it it just happened so naturally. From four years old, I was already doing competitions every week.
1: In general, in St. Petersburg, what's the kind of ballroom culture like?
0: When I was young, I was very lucky, I think, because in the schools at that time, we had dancing, ballroom and Latin dancing as as a lesson. So it was like a math lesson or, you know, Russian lesson. You kind of had to go. I think it was three times a week. So everybody, it, they like it. They don't like it. They still go and they still um they still do 45 minutes of ballroom and Latin. So I think it, I don't know if now it works the same way, but I think it is an amazing thing to have at school because boys and girls you know trying to dance together trying it's for the posture and and just for it like is a physical activity it was it was an amazing thing so it's a it's a very cultural thing and um still in russia it's i'm not sure if it's still in schools but uh, obviously it is a part of of culture
1: then I understand at the age of 12, you made a pretty big life choice and decided to move to Italy to study dance. Can I ask why you made that decision at such a young age? Because I guess that must have been very hard for you and your family.
0: Absolutely, it was. Well, I received this invitation from a very, an amazing coach that I was dreaming to work with, who had lessons with me when she was in St. Petersburg. When I received that invitation, obviously it was an extremely hard decision, but Personally, I haven't thought much. Obviously, when I spoke to my parents, it was a very big step for them. And I will never be thankful enough for them to let me actually do it. Because um, it was very hard for them to let me go by myself at the age of 12. It was my first flight by myself ever. It was hard for them. But they, um, they said that they couldn't, you know, if they would have stopped me, they would have felt very guilty. So they said, take a chance and, uh, and try. We always here. We always home, and you can come home anytime. It was just an amazing opportunity that I knew that I can't, I can't lose it. And I guess at that age, I realized that if I'm doing such a big step, it means that this this career will be will be for me forever.
1: It turned out to be the right decision.
0: I guess so.
1: salute <laughs> so away away from dance and just speaking more generally, tell me about life growing up in yeah. Saint Petersburg. What's the city like?
0: Well, the city is an incredible city. I call it Venice of North. It's very romantic and very beautiful, especially in June, from uh, mid-June till mid-July, we have called White Nights, where the sun basically, it's just, everybody's getting married that time because uh, it's like a sunset all night long. It's never dark. It's it's beautiful. The weather is amazing that time, but it's just so special to at night to see that the sun never goes down. It's just there mm. and it just go in a circle and then it comes up again. It's a wonderful city. When I was growing up, it was extremely cold winters. I remember walking, cause I will walk to the school. It was minus 30 degrees. I'm not wow. kidding. Crazy. And I was wearing the, the fur jacket of my grandma, which was extremely long and super heavy. But it was it was like I, I had to worry because it was so freezing cold. And the school will close only at minus thirty-two. So every morning I'll be like, please, please, minus thirty-two. No.
1: Gosh, you must think us Brits are just the biggest wimps when it comes to a little bit of snow or minus one and we're all complaining.
0: It was so beautiful that the day when it was snowing. It's actually brought me back to, to my childhood. I, I love when it's snowing. I think it's it's just something so magical. magical. Yeah. It's so magical. It was just uh, I. I just was watching the snow, thinking, "Wow, this is." Um, I wish it was more days like this.
1: Yeah, it's few and far between, sadly, here in London.
0: Yeah, but um, here is, you know, it's it's a very humid cold here. I feel mm. like when it's a little minus, like minus even three, it's just so humid that it's it's a very different cold.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and you feel it so much more. So, um, I mean, yeah.
1: Funny enough, Lou, but my my best friend is also Russian and, like yourself, is from St. Petersburg. And I can always always remember a conversation we had a few years ago where we were talking about British and Russian culture. And she asked me the question, as a British person, what do I think the perception of us Brits is? And I just said the classic, well, that we drink a lot of tea. I then asked her the same question. You know, what do you think the perception of Russian people is? And her response, I remember it was uh, probably that we don't smile much and that we're quite serious. But, you know, I can see <laughs> you're quite a smiley person, but is that true, generally?
0: Uh, well, you know, first of all, I, I feel obviously I was born in Russia, but I feel I just collected so many cultures in my in my persona because I traveled so much and I, um, I haven't lived many years in Russia, only, what, 12. So um, I think Russian people are just very straightforward. they more survivors. So they don't have, for example, in Italy, they have a luxury of, you know, obviously outside of COVID, they will, I don't know, they will work till 12, then from 12 till three, they, or everyone have a break, all the shops will close and they have like a break for lunch for, you know, aperitivo. So the, the way they're living is much more, you know, luxurious and much more like calm instead we're in Russia they they need to run all the time and work all the time and trying to make everything happens because it never stops mm. so I feel why they're not that smiley because it's just it's again it's a cultural thing they just very direct and working working hard
1: <laughs> now sadly Luba I don't speak any other languages but if I were to ask you are there a few quick words or phrases in Russian that you could quickly teach me that I can pick up that are quite easy? Just so that I can press my best friend when I next see her.
0: It, it, she's a, she's a, she's a girl, right? Yeah. You can say Krasivaya. 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 Yeah, that's and
1: good. What's that what's that in English?
0: You look beautiful.
1: Oh, that's a really nice one. Okay, I'm definitely I remembering know. that one.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Luba, we obviously have to talk all things strictly, arguably the most Mm -hmm. loved and watched show on television. I think you joined as a professional dancer back in 2018, didn't you? But prior to that, you actually worked as an assistant choreographer on the show, didn't you?
0: Yes, I actually did. uh, From 2016, um, I worked with the wonderful Jason Gilkinson, who's who's the main choreographer on the show. I worked behind the scenes as his um, assistant and um, it was amazing i absolutely loved those two years because um i i learned so much and actually when you're behind the scenes you you see things that you never even thought happening and it's it's mesmerizing how much work goes behind the scenes to make people see what is happening on set it is it is incredible absolutely
1: because as a viewer, it looks like that you guys are having the most fun in the world. But from what I've seen and heard, it's also very intense and hard work. Could you just sum up for us kind of in a week, day to day, how it all works and how intense it is on Strictly?
0: Well, I mean, it, it is intense, but obviously because I guess we do what we love, or I will speak personally for me, I it doesn't feel like, you know, intense or hard work because I I truly extremely love this show and I don't just love it because it is an amazing show I just love to be part of this family that I mean everybody just work for one goal and everybody's so helpful and always taking care of you the way that you know it just makes makes it so special obviously then you know you have a lot of hours of training with your celebrity and um sometimes you get tired sometimes they get tired so it's um it's intense in a, I guess it's a physically very intense, but a part of that, I mean, you just, I, I just love doing it. I mean, I, I love hard work as well. So for me, you know, you tell me I need to, to rehearse the 20 hours. I will because I just, um, yeah, I'm a workaholic. <laughs> and if, if, I,
1: if, if I was to ask you for your one personal highlight of all your time on Strictly so far is there one in particular that you can point out
0: well the 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 main highlight I guess it was when I had my first pairing with a partner because when I when I joined 2018 I um I didn't I didn't get a celebrity partner but in 2019 for me the highlight it was standing on that floor you know where we all stand and we we still we truly don't know who will we will gonna get but I didn't, I didn't mind anyone. I was just the moment where I was standing on that floor. It was literally was so special. I was, I was shaking from excitement and from how happy I was that I made it to that, to that floor.
1: <laughs> and you say that it's a big surprise. You don't know who you're going to get. If I was to ask you who'd be your dream celebrity partner in a future series of Strictly, who would it be?
0: Oh, wow.
1: You could have anyone.
0: Um, um I say Michael McIntyre
1: oh you're a big fan of Michael McIntyre yeah funny guy funny guy
0: he's he's just I don't know I I just love the guy and I think that if he one day can do strictly it will be just um just so much fun and, and a joy for everyone I think it will be a great entertainment
1: he's got a sort of well he's got a stage presence hasn't he? he's always bouncing around on stage I can see him on the dance floor
0: Oh, absolutely. I can definitely see him on a dance floor and off the dance floor commenting and we'll answering a- <laughs> to, to the judges.
1: We'll start a petition, Michael, for Strictly.
0: I hope so. I mean, I hope one day. I hope one day.
1: Luba, obviously there's lots of different dance styles, but do you have a favourite one that you like to perform?
0: Well, I uh, do love Latin dances. My favourite dance is a rumba. It's just always been, I don't know, it's very it's very feminine and very romantic and beautiful, I always loved rumba. Any Latin dance for me, I just I just feel very home. With a ballroom, it's it's as well the same. I, I love it, but it's it's more. I'm more of energetic kind of person. But uh, ballroom is beautiful too. I love I love all of them. I love salsa a lot, especially the one we did um we did with Jason. It was very special. I I really really enjoyed it, rehearsing it as well. And we was because it's a salsa. There was like so many possibilities of lifts and stuff. So um, we really tried many options for salsa. But I really, really enjoyed the song and the music. And it just, it felt so good.
1: In terms of the dance styles that we often see on Strictly, I guess it kind of varies from person to person. But generally speaking, what would you say is probably the most difficult?
0: I think the most difficult is a rumba, Mm -hmm. samba. Those, I think, are the hardest for people who never danced before, especially for the male celebrity. But then, you know, when you have a male celebrity, we as a women, we can't guide them so much as when you have a female celebrity and, uh, you know, you just guide her wherever she needs to go. So I guess for us girls on Strictly, professional girls, it's always a little bit more challenging because a part of teaching him the steps, we need to make him understand that where he needs to guide us how he needs to guide us, how he needs to stop. So it's, it's a little hard. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying that, you know, sometimes we, we don't think about that thing as well. So um just putting it out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Luber, in each of these episodes of the podcast, I always ask the guest to share um, a little known fact about themselves, which perhaps many people don't already know. So it could be a random mm-hmm. hobby or a quirky hobby you may have. So is there anything about Luber that you can share that many people don't already know
0: Mm, that's an interesting one well i do my little hobby that i do have is um i love stoning shoes i do stone all my dance shoes and if i do any shows or anything i i get you know, very excited about maybe the color of the dress can match the color of the stones on my shoes. And I just, I did it for so many years because during my competitive career, you know, the money was never a big option. So to make it work, I will always sew the dress and then I will stone it myself during the nights after rehearsals. Or even I remember doing it in the flights Uh, when I will be on the airplane, I will stone my dress. And people look at me like I was crazy, which it's understandable. Uh, But I love stoning; it makes me calm. And um, again, because I did it so many years now, it um, just—I'm—I truly can say that I can do it with the eyes closed. It's impressive.
1: It's impressive. So, if you've got quite a big stone shoe collection right now,
0: I have a massive stone shoe collection and the people uh most strictly when they see me and we, we decide what costume it is my question always can I wear my sparkly shoes uh, that's <laughs> the first thing <laughs> literally they when they see me they go but not today no sparkly shoes I go okay fine, fine. <laughs> but um everybody know that this is always a question for me other than that I'm very very liking especially now cooking Mm-hmm. I love cooking, I love uh, finding new recipes. By being vegan, I realized that there are so many options there, so I I just, I really enjoy trying new things and um, I'm cooking a lot.
1: I, I guess naturally with lockdown, you've probably had quite a lot of time, as you say, to do the cooking and also stone some shoes. How has lockdown been yeah. for you generally? you generally? Have you found it a struggle?
0: Well, I, I'm not finding it as a struggle because uh, I usually, in life, if there is a situation that I cannot change, whatsoever I I'm accepting it and I'm trying to make the best out of it I have always a list of things you see you can see this is my list for today (laughs) Um, I always uh, I always do a list for tomorrow the things I would like to achieve the things I would like to do I'm working on um, a very exciting new project that uh, takes a lot of my time which I can't say yet but soon we can um, um, revisit that will be revealed (laughs) yes so I'm working on that. It's been an idea of mine for I think about two years, and uh, now again because I have uh, this time, I'm just um, I'm digging into all the details and uh, working out how to make this work. So, um, but I think it's very important during during these times is to have you know to have a list of things you want to do to find that um, you know you can't just walk in a pajama all day. You need to get up dress up always have your hair done because if you have a good day you will have a good day it's very important
1: i'm losing and, my head uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and just um you know just try to to do what you can with what you have
1: oh, that's a very 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 useful advice and um i guess it's all about resilience for people right now isn't it and like, as you say thinking positive
0: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just don't give up or think when when this will finish or when will it will end. Now you have time. Today you have time and you need to make as maximum as possible from today, whatever it can be.
1: And you spoke about making a list of things that you want to do and achieve. Just finally, Luba, to end, can I ask your personal dreams and ambitions going forward? What do you want to be next for, for Luba? Well,
0: Luba just want to be happy. And uh, for now, I am. I'm working on on many projects i have many things in my head that i want to achieve and I'm, I'm working on it but i just yeah luba just want to be happy
1: happiness is that's what life's all about
0: <laughs> exactly
1: well, luba, and thanks. hopefully
0: soon this will be all over and we can hug and we can meet in person and um everything will come to not normal because it probably will never go to normal but to to more social
1: yeah closer to normal anyway because
0: i need a
1: big big hug i truly do (laughs) me too me too all this fist bumping just isn't the same is it yes well it's been a pleasure thank you for having a good old natter with me
0: thank you so much have a great day you
1: too i hope you've enjoyed this episode of a good old natter my huge thanks to luba mushtuk and peter dixon giles and bob for my theme music stay tuned for future episodes of the podcast Available on iTunes, Spotify, and Podbean. Oh, and remember, if you have any suggestions of guests you'd like to hear interviewed on a good old natter in the future, do drop me a message or tweet at Dambo12. And until next time, keep nattering away.